No, he won't, because that's not going to happen. I see. You remember uh, Mysterio, right? Yeah, but stop in the middle of the song. Like I feel it's disrespectful to talk. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it go away as quickly as possible. I'll just sit here and go. Um, for as long as it takes to make sure that Mysterio disappears. I get emotional. I, I, don't need I get emotional guy. when I hear this. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, I feel like we turned a little bit of a corner yesterday in our in our personal relationship between the two of us because I don't know if a lot of people understand. I feel you we I, took a step back. To be honest with you, I feel like we took a couple <laughs> steps back. Well, let me explain. I think this is why we went forward. You texted me yesterday. You said, "Hey, you're probably on your deathbed," but and then yes. you had a, a business question that you put out there. Yep. Um, not only was I on my deathbed, but for the what's that uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, for the third day in a row, I took a four-hour nap in the middle of the day. So you're starting to understand the rhythms of me when I'm wiped out by a virus. That's unbelievable. A four-hour—that's no joke. Four Noon hours. To four. Noon to four. <laughs> Thanks. Like a like a like a three-year-old. Oh, Trav, he's down for his nap. Push. Hey, guys, guys. He gets he gets super cranky. Be, he gets quiet. super cranky. Trav's down. And uh, he, he, he took his bottle. He went right down. He's, he just <laughs> let him sleep. Never wake a, a sleeping Travis. <laughs> You'll hear that a one. four-hour nap. For the third day in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look, because every once in a while you get a nice little nap in for maybe 90 minutes, which feels great. But a four-hour stretch for the third day in a row. I'm not a nap I'm guy. I'm back. I can't what? do naps. Oh, I'm not. Slee. Slee. I know. I just Why can't not? do them. I, you know, I, I, I did when, when we did the – when we started doing our show at this slot, and remember that was kind of right as we were kind of closing out the Lakers season and everything was just merging together. I was probably getting four hours of sleep every other day. So I was, it was one of those. So I could, I could actually shut down for like an hour after one of the shows, but it's impossible. I think it's a mind game. It's like, no, nah, I, I just can't fall asleep. There's light out. I can't. Mask. Let me introduce you to the sleep mask. It's a it's a game changer. Here we go. My favorite part of Ask Slee is the bonus Ask Slee after, and especially when we get one from a new guy. Uh, this is from Mikey, and Mikey ra- uh, asks hashtag Ask Slee. Would you rather have hair and work Clippers talk, or be bald and do Lakers talk? <laughs> I'm obviously doing it right now. <laughs> I think that kind of already answered the question. Um, but if you could just snap ideal. your fingers and yeah. look like I don't know Clay Matthews, you Listen. you. Wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Listen, we already talked about me being okay with my car breaking down on the 405 and uh-huh. everything else. So I, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> the only thing I took out of Ashley was you change your own tire. That's yeah. that to me. Why does that sound like in my head that you just built a home with your own with your own two hands? <laughs> I That's the equivalent even, to me. I can't even explain it to you why I know how to do it or how. I think it was just out of necessity. One time I had to do it, and I realized, oh, this isn't actually that difficult. But yeah, it's the it's the only automotive maintenance I can perform other than put gas in a car. That's it. Like it's when all I, I was, got. When I was sixteen, um, my best friend, his dad, I forget one time I need to change my oil, whatever the case is. So he's like, "Bring your truck in, and we'll change the oil at my house." And I did that for a few different times. So I actually would start changing the oil to my car. Like I did it a, a few different times, and then I was like. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop doing this. It's like 107 degrees in July in El Cajon. I'm, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. One time, actually, my dad threw to me. He said that, uh, you know what, Al? We should open up a mechanic shop. You told me that, yeah. I'm like, Dad, you could have done we the oil should changes. not open up a mechanic shop. Neither you and I have any idea what we're doing. So should have done it. 
Sliwa and Sons. I could see the sign right out in front. It'd have a little wrench and a gear on it and your face. I think it'd be perfect. I think it'd be great. Sliwa instant oil change. <laughs> you're, you will have your oil changed in two hours and 45 minutes or your money back. That could be your – you can put that right on the We haven't made side. any money yet because we have to keep giving the money back. <laughs> All right, so Dodgers lose last night. Clayton Kershaw gives up a couple of home runs. Um, the Dodgers and the Padres, uh, the the rivalry or the series or however you want to characterize it, I still don't feel like it's a rivalry. It's got a little bit of a different feel all of a sudden. The Padres are six and three against the Dodgers so far this season. Won the first two games of this series, and I, I don't think it matters a ton to the Dodgers, Lee. But I think it's pretty meaningful for the Padres. I think every time they beat the Dodgers, they feel a little bit better about their chances of beating them in the postseason. Yeah, listen, I, I think this is. This is an interesting one because I think if you're the Dodgers right now, your mindset is just so much different than the Padres. You're coming off a World Series. You've been there. You've done it. you got a lot of these players that have got an incredible amount of experience in the postseason. So the regular season, winning games in June or winning games in April, that was when they played their first seven games. Um, I agree. There There is meaning to the Padres, but I also think at the end of the day, I, I think – Dodgers aren't nine games in front of the NL West. So I think there's just games that matter, period, right now. And for every loss that the Dodgers have, yes, you could say they've lost six of their last seven. I think six of their last seven against the Padres. That's right. What it's also doing is it's giving more and more of a cushion to the Giants. And I'm not saying that this is ultimately going to determine whether the Dodgers win a World Series or not. You and I both know that. But there's uh, it's a storyline, right? Like. If if the Padres lost six of seven to the Dodgers, it'd feel different. You would be saying, you know, you'd obviously be saying, okay, Padres got no chance against the Dodgers. This and that. This is a. If there's ever a team that needs to see some kind of momentum against arguably the league's best squad, it's the Padres that need to see it. Yeah, will it have an effect on the Dodgers? Probably not. There, there's two things going on here. I think that's interesting to keep in mind with the Dodgers that. You mentioned one of them, which is they're still looking up at the Giants, but they're looking up at them by three games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like they're ten games back and you're thinking, okay, they're going to have to get hot and the Giants are going to have the, – the, three games is a, a good week and true, you're right true, back at the top. But could I, can I put it in perspective real quick? Sure. We're almost halfway through the season, mm-hmm. and the Giants have a three-game lead in the NL West. Yeah. That's a little surprising. It's very surprising. No, no, no. I'm not, and that's not to throw any shade at the Giants right now, which I would usually love to do. But they're playing really good baseball. They deserve some credit. But this is why they're three games back. And this is why I'm not sweating any of this. Cody Bellinger hasn't played all year. Yep. You know, he's, play, he's played a couple of games here and there. He played the first week. But he really, for he all intents tonight? and purposes, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. But he hasn't played. Like you said, half the season's gone by. Cody Bellinger hasn't played. They're yeah. three games out of first place. Half the season has gone by, and Mookie Betts was not Mookie Betts until about a week ago. Okay? And then he's finally starting to come alive. So for half the season, Mookie Betts was nowhere, just a guy. For half of the half, so a quarter of the season, you haven't had arguably your best player in Corey Seager a guy that was predicted to be maybe an MVP this year, your World Series MVP, your National League Championship Series MVP. He hasn't been there. So, the, literally, these are the three best players on they're your team. They're not excuses. These are legit. The, the, you know, yeah, these they, are they haven't reasons. been there, and they're, yeah. and they're not injuries that are going to keep them out for the season. They're going to come back, sure. and they're probably going to play at the levels that you would expect them to play. That's number one. And number two is, and this is, this is if I'm a Padre fan, this is the thing that gives me a little bit of hope. With the exception of Walker Bueller, the other Dodger starting pitching has been good, not great. It's, it's, it hasn't been bad, 
But Trevor Bauer, you can get him once in a while. Creighton yep. Kershaw, you can get him once in a while. Urias, yeah, you can get him once in a while. Not a ton. They're not bad. But Bueller, good luck. You're sure. losing. When, sure. when he pitches, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. But those other guys, I got a chance. And if I'm the Padres, that makes me feel really good about that because before with the Dodger offense is one thing. But even if the Dodgers only score three or four runs, you're probably still going to lose anyway because those other guys are almost impossible to get, and they're not. Trav, how unique is this? It's kind of actually cool. Go to ESPN.com, um, look at the standings, and go just to the National League. Top three teams, Giants, Dodgers, Padres. So that's not the three that's leading the NLS. That's the three representing the National League, which is, you know, it's a little bit unique. You usually have one of these other division teams, but the top three teams are coming out of the NLS. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know what I do kind of get a kick out of? The fact that major league pitchers are just dropping their pants on the mound now. When the umpires come out, it's like, hey, it's time. It's like, yep, they just, Max Scherzer literally started unbuttoning his pants, and the yep. referee, the umpire's like, whoa, 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 easy, Max, mm-hmm. easy. Take it easy, buddy. It's, it's pretty funny to me. Sergio Romo dropped his pants. I don't think this is what they were going for. Listen, um, the pants thing is a huge thing. That's the first thing. If I'm an ump, I'm saying, I don't, I don't need to see what's on your hat. I don't need to see what's on your hands. Drop the pants. How random is that? How random is that? But by the way, Scherzer yesterday. Yeah. It came up to him three times. Yeah, in four innings. Three times. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if – I thought there was, you know, the, the unwritten rules in baseball. I, I thought you had mentioned this to me that the understanding would be from managers like, hey, I won't check your guy, you won't check my guy. Well, mm-hmm. that didn't last very long. <laughs> well, no, it, it because once the um, – see – I want to play this sound from Clayton Kershaw. Let's get the Kershaw cut ready because he brings up a really good point. Joe Girardi knew he didn't have anything on him, right, because they'd already checked him a couple of times and he'd come up clean. Max Scherzer was in a little bit of a bind. He had some guys on base, and he decided he was going to yank his chain to have him check for substances, knowing it was just going to throw him off of his rhythm more than anything else. Kershaw saw exactly what was happening. They're just doing their job. They were told what to do. Um, You know, I think it's a little weird – and uh, I think it's just kind of a funny look in general, but um, I guess I guess that's what they want, so we'll do it. And I, I will say this: I say you know how Girardi checked Scherzer or called him out. I think there should be a punishment if they don't catch anything on the guy, because I think the Scherzer, you know, he's one of the best pitchers of our generation, and to see him get checked, and I think it was first and third situation, or guys on base and mess up his rhythm. I think he ended up getting out of it, but you better you better find something if you're going to call him out like that. So um, maybe there should be like a punishment if a manager checks a guy and there isn't anything or something like that. But other than that, it is what it is. It's whatever. I don't know if you go punishment sleeve, but what do you think about it almost being like a coach's challenge? If you check and there's nothing there, you can't check the rest of the game. And basically everyone else from that point forward has an opportunity to do whatever they want. Okay, so does that mean if somebody checks – and let's say it's in the third inning. Can't Max Scherzer just go back to the dugout, do whatever he does, and then come back? Basically, yeah. And every and every guy that comes out of the bullpen from that point can do it too. And then they can't check again. So, yeah. listen, I, I don't I don't have – it's interesting because you told me this about a month ago. We had so many of these no-hitters. Mm-hmm. And you're like, these no-hitters, this is supposed to happen a couple times a year, Max. This is happening once a week. Right. And you said, and you started explaining, here's the problem with baseball. This is why the runs are so low. This is why there's no offense. This is why the entertainment is so bad. They're trying to address it. 
So I'm actually not against them trying to figure out, hey, listen, just let's all follow these rules. The timing of it is awful. The way they're trying to um, you know, uh, incorporate it is the worst idea possible. But the concept is the right concept. I don't know how they take it from here, but you watch any uh, you watch any highlights yesterday in baseball. Baseball looked like a joke yesterday. Yeah, it was silly. It was. Silly. I, I'm with you. They, they I, I like the idea, but the execution of it has been a bit of a mess. The Lakers need to do something that they haven't done in a very long time. They need okay. to steal something from another team. I'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. So flat tire on the four hundred five. Your Did car is have burning an accent to the right there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did Morales have a – I didn't catch <laughs> did it. You say, did. Like, your summer st- – did, I caught that, too. I, I, I caught that, too, guys. I caught was, that, too. Yeah, yeah a little we should, accent there. We should, we should isolate that and see what he's got going on right there. <laughs> But I've added a wrinkle to your Ask Slee. Not only okay. do you have a flat on the 405, yep. but you are in your Speedo, and you have to stand by the side of the road while people go by. Yeah, that's fine. Change keep your, it moving, guys. Keep it moving. You're still doing it. AAA's coming. Keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. All right, uh, let me uh, tease this real quick. Two-division world champion uh, Gervonta Tank Davis sets his sights on history and a title in third weight class against towering champion Mario El Azteca Barrios live this Saturday, June 26th on pay-per-view. The fight begins at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Buy the pay-per-view on Showtime.com and watch on any screen. We're giving away the pay-per-view for free to one lucky listener. We'll do that in a little bit here. Okay, so I understand that this is not easy to do. I understand that guys like this are very hard to find, but this is what the Lakers absolutely need to do this offseason. They need to go find themselves a version of Cameron Payne. And I'm not just talking about that because he had 29 last night, which he did. I'm not talking that he played more or less the entire game and didn't turn it over once, which he did. I'm talking about somebody who stepped into a void where their number one guy, Chris Paul at that position, was unavailable. And stepped into it without one bit of unease, without one piece of fear, and just went in there and balled. Just went out there and took over the game and owned the moment. Because that's what was missing from the Lakers, Lee. When when AD was missing, when LeBron wasn't right or missing outright, it didn't seem like any of those guys were terribly comfortable stepping into those shoes. And look, you don't have to play perfectly, but you have to kind of own the moment. And Payne did that last night and has done it throughout the entire postseason. I think there's a misperception here. And I want to, when I hear people talk about, and I don't ultimately disagree but when people talk about last year's championship team and they say, well, it really hurt not having Rondo this year. It really hurt not having Dwight Howard this year, JaVale McGee, Danny Green. We heard that a lot, Travis, from the offseason all the way to when the Lakers were eliminated. Mm-hmm. I think it's really tough to assess a lot of these Laker players, their um, their role players, their backup players, and everything else. Because if Anthony Davis was out against that Denver series for the final two and a half games last season – are they winning that series, Trav? 
with a healthy Jamal Murray and a healthy uh, Jokic. And Who knows, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So I, I say that because we kind of got this easy target on a lot of these Laker role players, and I'm not saying they're perfect. And I've already I've already told Laker fans, I've said on the show, they got to make changes this offseason. They have to get I, – I think – Depth should be less important going and getting that third player, that kind of more top-heavy, because I feel like depth will come if the Lakers are competing for a championship. Um, so I, I get what you're talking about with Cameron Payne, and a lot of that maybe has to do the development and the relationship that he has with Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. But I think we never really got to see what these Laker role players were going to be because nothing ever went right this entire season. Are these not two separate issues, though? That I, I'm not talking about guys stepping up alongside the best players. I'm talking about stepping up in the absence of the best players. And that's what Payne did. I mean, Payne played well but, with but Chris that's, Paul, But that's too. the point with AD. If AD... If what happened to Anthony Davis this playoff run happened last year during the playoff run against Denver where he misses the final two and a half games, there is nobody stepping up. You can't, you cannot replace Anthony Davis, and that's that, and that's kind of what I'm referring yeah, to. No, where, but, but last last year is last year. I'm talking about the guys that they have right now. That would, whether it was Schroeder or whether it was Caruso or Kuzma or Markeith Morris or Montrez or any of these guys. That when you when LeBron was down and when AD was down, none of them seemed comfortable the way that Cameron Payne is comfortable. Like, hey guys, I know our big dog isn't here, but I got this. I'm maybe, gonna put up a performance. Maybe this is a better comp. Kawhi went down for the Clippers and three, four guys stepped up where mm-hmm. if you and I were having a conversation two weeks ago that hey, if Kawhi is out, Clippers can still survive. They can actually win two games against Utah. Lakers can't do that, right? They can't do it with their role players. Clippers actually did it without Kawhi Leonard. They absolutely did. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. In your heart of hearts, yeah. Paul George goes to the line with two free throws to put the game away. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked that he missed them both? No question about it. No question about it. I, I'm being completely honest, Trav. I thought, when even when he missed the first one, I was like, wow, that's a huge miss because now it's a two-point game. Now you can't foul. Because I'll tell you, you know, one of yep. the things Ty Lue has done, and we probably don't talk enough about, and this is just in general, Ty Lue makes a lot of adjustments during games. Ty Lue does a lot of those things that are maybe more common sense plays that a lot of other coaches don't do. Mm-hmm. Ty Lue is not letting Devin Booker, if they're up three, take a three. Like that, right. that's Ty Lue makes those adjustments and I think makes common sense. So when he missed the first free throw, first thing in my head is like, that is a humongous Game miss. changer. He missed the second free throw. That's when, you know, I told you earlier, I kind of felt bad for Paul George. I kind of felt bad for Paul George. He missed that second free throw. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if they lose this game, PG is going to get buried for missing those two free throws. And he is because he was out there, you know, watching SportsCenter afterwards. Stephen A. was on him. Michael Wilbon was on him. It just – because this – it was isolated. It was a chance to put it away, and it's not – a, a guy that's a mediocre to bad free throw shooter. Like no. you said earlier, this isn't Ben Simmons who's shooting 30% yeah. from the line. Of course he's going to miss. This is a guy that is a 90% free throw shooter. 90%. This is a guy that goes to the line with a chance to, worst case scenario, we're going to overtime, and the game's probably over. Hit a couple big shots leading up to those free throws. Undefended. Expectations. Yep. Massive pressure. Clank. Clank. And there, there, there's no other explanation other than the pressure ate him up. 
You, we, we can talk about, look, math happens. That 89% isn't 100%. I get it. But you look at some of the other numbers. Now it's the moment. It's the it, moment. It, it absolutely, and, and it wasn't just this time. David Locke is the play-by-play guy for the Utah Jazz. Um, put out a tweet earlier today talking about his – Paul George is a roughly a 90% free throw shooter for his career. In big moments, it drops to 70. In game-winning moments, it drops to below 50. I mean, this is not a coincidence. That LeBron James is kind of a, a 68, 69%, 70% free throw shooter, kind of across the board. He is, he is what he is. Yeah. Steph Curry shoots 90% all the time. It is what it is. Kevin Durant. But this one goes from really good to really bad in those moments. There's no other explanation. Uh, there isn't, um, and, and that's why I was mentioning to you earlier, I don't really want to talk about the final play. There's no need to talk about the 39 reviews. There's no need to talk about This game came down to the best player for the Clippers, had a chance to steal a game in Phoenix, had an opportunity to put at worst, at worst it goes into overtime, couldn't hit one mm. of those two free throws. Uh, that's the difference of the game. All right, we're going to take some phone calls on that. 877-710-ESPN. Plus, we'll get into uh, what happened to Alex Caruso when he was on the road in Texas. Let Caruso live. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Is this the remix? (laughs) This isn't the original. I know this is not the original. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's the dance mix. It's the club version. <laughs> this dude's got a pretty decent voice. Let's it's be honest bad. here. That's not, not bad. bad. When he Jokic is... hears this, what do you think he does? <laughs> I'm sure he probably knows the guy. Jokic is pretty famous. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, probably, He's probably hanging stage out together. singing it with him. <laughs> That's right. ESPN <laughs> Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. So, Slee, I, I got I to gotta explain to the listeners what I'm looking at right here. So we do this show on a Zoom call so we can all see each other. Yeah. And you're sitting where you always do the show, and there's a door directly behind you. Yep. And there's been guys kind of coming in and out of that yeah. door periodically yeah. during the show today. Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping that as it's happening, I get to see somebody try to sneak up on you as the show's taking place. Okay, so here's what's going on. I think I promoted last week that I have no air conditioning. Uh-huh. So Power Pro is going to come out. Power Pro has been a partner for years on the radio station. So Power Pro is coming out. So this morning is when Power Pro comes out. So... You know, at 8 a.m. we finished our call. I'm up on the roof showing them the air conditioning and all this stuff because it's a condo complex, so it's not in the unit. And I don't know what the hell's going on, right? Like I'm just walking upstairs. There's 97 air conditioners. I don't know which one, okay, guys? I, I, I'm just <laughs> opening the door here. I cover the Lakers. Leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I can't change a tire. So I'm having a conversation during one of the breaks. They're like, hey, we don't know which breaker will turn off the old AC unit, right? Like <laughs> – Make sure all the power's out. He's telling me how many volts it has and everything else. I'm like, okay, um, here's the issue, guys. We can't try every breaker. I'm on radio. Like, I'm, I'm doing the show. So as I'm sitting here in probably 91-degree weather inside, uh, they got to just wait until this is all done. So that, that's, the, that's the predicament we're in here. I got a question for you because I do this. 
when you're talking with somebody that has a level of expertise on something like that, mm-hmm. right? And they start talking technical terms like yep. volts and amps and, yep. and circuit breakers and all mm-hmm. these things. Do you sit there and go, oh, yeah, yeah. Like nod yeah. your head like you really understand what's going on and you have no idea what's actually yeah. being said? Are you that guy? I start putting my chest out a little bit. Like I get, <laughs> I make myself bigger and my voice gets a little deeper and I not, not a lot. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, so you don't know the breaker? Let me take a look. Let me take a quick look. Give me a second, and uh, we'll get this thing figured out. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Have you checked the flugel binders? Have you, uh, have you tried the uh, flux capacitors? I, I heard those can get tricky, and it, when it gets a little damp outside, I heard those can get a little tricky. Just you know throw, what? Just, I, just throw some stuff at him. What, what was that noise? He's like, uh, there's the ice tray in the freezer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Let's try a phone call here. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Simi Valley and Richard. Richard, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? What's up, Travis? I think uh, you're giving PG uh, too much of a hard time. I think this pandemic P is, I think it's overrated. I think he had one bad bubble last year, obviously. He choked. And he had one bad game against, uh, who was it, Portland where he choked. But if you look at all his stats before, he he's clutch. He missed the two free throws yesterday, but without those, I mean, uh, before that, uh, he's the one that had him in the game. There's no chance of winning hey, that hey, game without. Hey, Richard, but Richard, do you agree with this? There's a certain moment for you. You might be right. Maybe it is blown out of at a at a context here. Maybe the math now says it's, it's not. Well, but let, let me let me say maybe this happens often where. Um, a label starts going on a certain player, and certainly there's been a label on on Paul George. But Richard, you got to agree with this one. In that moment yesterday, that's a critical moment. You know, for him, for him personally in his career too, that's a critical moment because if he hits those two free throws, Clippers come up with that, come out with that win. Everyone's having a different conversation about Paul George. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for him, and now obviously the table has turned. So you got to agree, even if it's blown out of context in some case. Yesterday was an awful look for Paul George. I I agree completely. But without Paul George, you're not even in that position to win the game. Yeah, no, that, he that's did, true. He did miss the free throws. Both both things can but be I true just, at the same time, Richard. I appreciate you calling. Thank you, because I, w- I want to respond to what you're saying. Both both of these things can be true at the same time. The reason the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals is because of Paul George. He was great in games five and six against the Utah Jazz. No no ifs ands or buts. He was great. But there is some backstory that matters. What it appears, and I'm going to read you some math here in a second that backs this up, is that when you don't really expect anything, he's going to give you something. But when it comes time to everybody needs it right now is when it gets a little tricky for him. Because here, here, here are some numbers, right? Paul George, for his career, is an 85% free throw shooter. That's not good. That's excellent. That is an excellent free throw percentage. Okay? In the postseason overall, He's an 83% free throw shooter, basically the same number, which means he's making them at about the same rate. In close late situations, which means two minutes or less, two points or less, he's 9 for 16. We've seen a big drop-off, okay? So what's that mean? More pressure, more misses. With the game on the line, a final 24 seconds, he's 3 for 8. That's under 50%. So you have a guy that's making 8.5 out of 10 who's now missing 6.5 out of 10. That's that. That's not being hard on the guy. That's the numbers. Well, here, here's here's also the reality, Trav. It, it, it's not just a Paul George thing. If De- Devin Booker is on the line, 
with under 10 seconds left and they're up one and he misses two free throws and the Clippers end up winning the game. Booker's We're having this it. conversation about Devin Booker. Of course. Donovan Mitchell, uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, any of these players. That's that's a per- Chris Paul, that's a predicament that any star player, and I get what you say about, well, if he didn't perform the way he did earlier in the game, they're not in this position. But those types of players are expected to thrive in this position, not fold. You know, that's what makes them the all-star. That's what makes them the max player or whatever the case is. And obviously, he didn't come through yesterday. I'm going to go back to baseball and use a a different example here. One of the greatest pitchers ever to ever step foot on a mound is Greg Maddox. Okay, just he's one of the best ever. Mm Mm-hmm. And Greg Maddox would go out. He'd, he'd pitch six months and walk two guys and not lose a game. He's just he was brilliant. But in the in the World Series in the playoffs, he wasn't quite the same. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't quite the same. He would get criticized. Whereas a guy like Pedro Martinez or Kurt Schilling or Randy Johnson Lights or out. one of these guys just mm-hmm. forget it. They 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 take it to a whole nother level. And and Paul George is one of those other guys, a guy that is really good right up until the moment where you say, hey, this is for everything, okay? We have to have it tonight. Everybody knows we have to have it tonight. And there isn't a, hey, look, nobody's expecting us to win. We are expecting you to win. We did expect him to make those free throws. Those are free throws he should make. He should. And he missed them both, and there's no explanation other than, because to you said it a minute ago, Slee, he just kept them in the game with two big buckets, mm-hmm. big buckets, took the lead. But the second you take the lead and the second we're under 10 seconds and the second you have an opportunity to put the game on ice and that's when you crater, people are going to notice. It's not being too hard on a guy. It's just pointing out the obvious. I think also, too, you know, this is going to be – look, I, I know I said this going into, what was it, game six against the Utah Jazz, Clippers Jazz at Staples Center, and I said this is Paul George's moment. Now – it was really Terrence Mann's moment. What, he had 39 or something along those lines, even though mm-hmm. Paul George had a good game. Um, how does he respond? You know, I, I'm curious how Paul George comes out tomorrow night, and does he take – does he let that – I bet he's that, great. I bet does he's does great. he let that affect him, or do the Clippers come out and win by nine tomorrow and Paul George looks great? I don't have that answer for you, but, uh, you know, uh, certainly Chris Paul is potentially going to be back starting tomorrow as well. Let's try one more quick one. Let's go to Gardena and our pal Manuel. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Slee. Manuel. We lost Manuel. Let's try another one. Let's try La Habra and Steve. Steve, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, Yeah, I'm a Clipper fan, and Paul George should have been throwing the ball in. I mean, he should have uh, passed that ball into Luke Kennard, Patrick Beverly, Rondo, Mann, Jackson, anybody. But Paul George, I knew when he got that up to the free throw line, he was almost squeezing the air out of the ball. And not only did he miss the first one, he missed the second one. Worse than he missed the first one. And I live in North Orange County. Travis, I heard you laughing all the way from South Orange County when you missed that second free throw. No, look, I, I, well, that, I hear what you're saying. That, that, that's it, Trav, having a Clipper fan say they didn't want Paul George at the free throw line. I, I thought I thought PG, when he got that play, and Ty Lue, you know, obviously drew it up for Paul George to get the ball through it in the backcourt. I, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm being completely honest, at no point in my head did I think PG was going to miss one of those free throws. I, I thought he was coming to the line. I thought he was hitting two free throws. I did too, but when he missed the first one, it got real interesting. Once the first one missed, because the first one just kind of missed, right? Sometimes even a really good free throw shooter will miss. 
But it was that second one because I, in that fraction of a second, I know exactly what was going through his head. You know exactly. Oh, no. They're going to say it all over again. They're going to start all over again. They're going to start with Pandemic P. They're going to start with all this stuff all over again. Bam! Because that second shot, Slee, was not a good shot. It was, it was hot. It was long. That had no chance of going in. And that was pressure, plain and simple. I like Chris feeling it. I always get a kick out of that. I like when Chris is in a good mood. It's always It, it, it lifts up the whole – the entire station is in a better mood when Chris is in a good mood, taking good shots setup. at people. I like it. Solid set. I like it. Were you a uh, – were you a Doogie Hauser guy, Slee? I was not. No. No? Kylie Munson was, apparently. Kylie Munson is a 15-year-old young lady who just graduated from UCI. Okay? That's a good school. Yep. She graduated at 15 years old, yep. and now she is going to try to attend medical school next year at 15. She is a real-life Doogie Hauser. I have 11 more units left at San Diego State. <laughs> Anthropology. I'm right right on. So this is. I uh, I don't want to tell that story. I could get somebody in trouble. Certain people just freaking wired different. Fifteen years old. You mean smarter? Is that is that that a better way of saying smarter? Like I I know people who say, "Oh, well, they work really hard." No question about it. I'm sure there's a work ethic that comes with it. Some people do just like if you tell me something, there's a chance by tomorrow I might forget. There's other people (laughs) just like they just hear it once. And yeah. that's it. She didn't get a degree in in something that's you know fairly mundane. She's going like to go to medical What's, school. What, what was your degree? My degree was in political science, which is not the most arduous um, curriculum. No, on but campus. that's still good. Mine was communications. <laughs> yeah, like how is yeah. that even? When I saw that as one of the options, I'm like, yep, that's the one. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for that. I'm not doing chemistry or biology or something. Miss Munson got her degree in biological sciences, which sounds really okay. hard. <laughs> that sounds really, really hard. So, if she's living the Doogie Hauser life, yeah. if you could just snap your fingers and live a fictional TV character's life, who are you picking? Just to kind of anger you a little bit, yeah. um, who, who do you Tebow? think it would be? <laughs> um, I want to see if you could guess. If I'm trying oh, to good. anger you, who would it be? Okay, wow. not, not not even who would be, what sitcom would it be? What sitcom would it be? I don't know. I'm, what I'm honestly drawing a blank. Help me out. How about Joey from Friends? Oh, <laughs> you would love that. But no, okay, okay. You look, I don't like that show, but that. that's not a bad choice. That's not, yeah, that's, Joey had a, it's a good life. He had a lot of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. He seemed to always kind of land on his feet. He seemed to be pretty happy. That's a pretty good life. That's not uh, a bad that, choice. That's, that's not the answer I was looking for. I thought you were – then I should have went with Ross. Yeah, no, that would have sent me around the bend. That would have sent me. That's a terrible choice. Joey is fine. Joey is fine. That's a pretty good choice. So, you ready for mine? I got a couple more. I kind of have two. Can I throw in a couple more? Yeah, hit me. Just just great characters that – Costanza is just a freaking – that's just a – But he's a loser, Slee. But he's hilarious. No, he's he's funny, but he's a loser. Okay, let me give let me give you another one. How about Plus Michael he killed Scott? His wife. How about Michael Scott? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Michael Scott's pretty good. <laughs> You're running a paper company and like that. Right. That his whole mantra and everything else that he comes with. These are these are as good as it comes, character wise. And you're completely lacking in self awareness. You have no idea that what people think about you. So you're you're happy all the time. You're just kind of going through life. Everything's great because you don't understand that people are looking at you like you're a goofball. I have, you guys want to be two- Larry David? 
Larry David has Travis a is life. much closer to Larry David. Than well, I mean, he's retired, basically living off the Seinfeld money, and he's doing whatever he wants every day. And just you know, you know whose life I think Travis um, has kind of secretly. Mm. Walter White. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lab in my garage got, that I'm that I'm working on. Show and I got the garage. Okay, <clears throat> you're doing your show from the garage. What's behind that door is 39 employees just going to work. <laughs> Just with with the gas masks on and the whole thing. See, here's why I couldn't be Walter White. I don't know chemistry. I can't I can't do it. But what I could be, yeah, is Homer Simpson, right? Because I got I got my family, which that's is important good. to Homer Simpson. No, that's that's pretty good. It's important to me. What does Homer like to do? Homer likes to eat. Homer likes to have a few. Homer likes to sit around the house and watch TV. Homer's pretty self-obsessed. He kind of likes to do his own deal. So I think I'd be pretty good as Homer Simpson. And like, and Homer has great adventures. He meets famous people. He goes to outer space. Homer Simpson's got a pretty good life. Okay, what's the other one? You said you had two. Sam Malone from Cheers. Get to own a bar. I get to hang out with some interesting people. I get to laugh a lot. I don't have. I have a cool car. I have a convertible Corvette that I drive around in. Both of those seem like pretty good options. I'm, to me. I'm really upset that I didn't. I didn't pick Ross. I should have went with Ross. <laughs> Put it to you this way. Okay, for you, Ross or Chandler was Chandler wasn't bad. Chandler's kind of a beta. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. he's, he's 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 kind of soft. He just and oh, and he's, went could you, could you be wearing that jacket anymore? Whatever those that joke was every single week. I just I can't uh, do it. How much? You know, it's always amazing to me when we sit back and we're just going through the channels and flipping through the channels and we see Friends on or Seinfeld on or something this or you know, there's a lot of other ones that we don't talk about. Everybody loves Raymond. You know, there's mm-hmm. other shows that are on all the time. King of Queens everywhere. King of Queens, that's right, <laughs> is on everywhere. Can you just freaking imagine that check that just comes in oh. the mail? Oh, just no. Yeah, you're, you're done. You don't have to like that show was 20 years ago and there's there's just a check coming in the mail every freaking week or month or whatever the case is. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying a check, like as if direct deposit doesn't exist or anything. Bitcoin. They just drop bitcoins in your account and you, you keep it moving. Absolutely. All right. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I don't like how Chris introduces that one, but what are you going to do? All right. Let's start with this. Tim Tebow was not invited to tight end university. George Kittle says that there just wasn't Such enough BS. room. To invite him, they would have had to invite all the tight ends that are, you know, real football players. So no invite to Tim Tebow to tight end university. Yeah, there's certain um, certain sports stories that uh, really tick me off. <laughs> yeah. Travis, this is the, one of those? Fa- the disrespect to one of the greatest to ever play the game. The disrespect <laughs> to a guy that plays two sports. Uh-huh. Tim Tebow. Bo Jackson. There's only a few that do. Dion. That <laughs> <laughs> just sounds awkward coming out of my mouth. Yeah, Bo. What are they? You know, unbelievable. Dion. Prime time. Tim Tebow. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds. Don't exactly say it that right. way. Yeah. You know, oh, Brian Jordan. He was good at both sports. All right. Two legendary movies came out on this day. Okay. Uh, the original. Well, not the original, but one of the Batmans. The Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson Batman came out on this day. Did you like that version of Batman? Yeah. I did. My favorite one was Dark Knight. That was uh, that was my favorite of all the Batman. But yeah, I did. I it's kind of funny. I I didn't really get too much into most of the superhero movies. Batman Batman got me. Batman was one of those. It's like all right, something's coming out. Let me let me. And, but th- that's one of the versions I did like because Jack Nicholson as the Joker was just mm-hmm. fantastic. That's a good one. And on the same day, 
Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out. Wow. Did you ever get into that one? Yeah, that was a classic. Man, I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah, uh, Honey, why, I Shrunk why, the Kids. Why did I like that one so much? I, I, I probably watched that movie 50 times. So I could never get past the fact that the guy from Strange Brew was the dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> like I, I kept, I'm like, why is, why, was, why is one of the McKenzie brothers in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I could never turn the page on that. Could I tell you, it was such a stupid concept, but it was such a good movie. Remember, remember when they're stuck in the grass and then the guy's <laughs> remember, turning um, on the lawnmower? And- <laughs> you guys remember the sequel to the movie? It's, they shrunk something else, right? No, it's Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Oh, <laughs> well, they became giants? I missed that one. I don't remember if I saw that one. What was it? What Was it a cookie or something? that? What There, there was a scene with the, with the food, right? Where Cheerios. It was, yes. There was, was it Cheerios? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, some kind of cereal. It was, it, it, it's oh, been yeah, a long that's time, right. and that's right. unlike you, I was not a, a diehard connoisseur because Strange Brew was more my still have that. Uh, still have that poster in my room. Along with the VHS. This and this Elden is a Campbell. story, Slee, that doesn't seem to be going away. We're still arguing over what is in a Subway tuna sandwich because now the New York Times has gotten in, and yeah. they have a quote from their, their story. No amplifiable tuna DNA was present yeah. in the sample, so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. Can I just throw this out there? Sure. I've eaten that sandwich. Yeah. I like that sandwich. Yeah. I will eat it again moving forward. I don't need to know what's in it. I like this it. And let's is, just leave it at that. This is kind of a breakthrough in science that you can create a tuna sandwich <laughs> without actual tuna in it. I mean, I don't know why we're not asking the chef at Subway to how did he do this? How did he come up with this? Not enough praise from the New York Times. A little disappointing from the New York Times. This feels like too much information. I don't need to know. I just do. I like it. Yes. Let's just keep it moving from there. If somebody yeah, I wants don't to, need list- to see the chicken or the hot dog or anything come from. No, no. Nope. I'm 100 percent in sleep. Yeah. What are you going to do with your four? hours because we're back on at 355 first i'll promote espn app on itunes travis and sliwa show and then greg will make us get on a call at three o'clock so we're down in uh, four hours can i wait travis and sleep tomorrow morning at 855 travis and Slee at 355 today along with lz make sure you check us out we'll see you then and we'll see you in the morning